All right, wrestling fans, it is time for Pro Wrestling America. I am Southern Dynamite Doug Minton here with everything you could ever possibly want to know and probably a lot of stuff you don't want to know about Pro Wrestling America. This week we're coming from Memorial Stadium in Champaign, Illinois. Fifteen big matches as we get to rounds three and four of the Illinois heavyweight title Deadly Dozen Tournament. We also have Savannah Jack continuing on his gauntlet television title match, and the last chance for Bobo Brazil world heavyweight title match. So all of these things coming up. There are no new roster changes this week, so we go straight into the matches. Our opening match has Savannah Jack going on his gauntlet, facing Iron Mike Sharp. And this was a very clean match, both well respecting each other, and Iron Mike Sharp ends up winning the match with a schoolboy roll-up in a time of 11 minutes 40 seconds. So next week you can see very likely Savannah Jack and Iron Mike Sharp facing off once again as Savannah Jack is on a quest to beat everybody in the PWA. So now we get into the Deadly Dozen Tournament. And just to give a brief recap of where we are, after the first two rounds, you have Iceman King Parsons, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Billy Gunn all with two wins. You have then Bobo Brazil, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, Chris Candido, Buzz Sawyer, Honky Tonk Man, and Steve Carino, all with a one-on-one -on -one record in the tournament. And bringing up the rear, you have Jerry Lawler, Gentleman Chris Adams, and Nightmare Ken Wayne with 0-2 records. So now that will, of course, all change with these two rounds of matches this week. So the first match we have out of the Deadly Dozen round three you have Ken Wayne facing off against Steve Carino. And this was really not much of a match at all. Very typical squash match. Steve Carino wins with a German suplex out of the corner in a time of 2 minutes 49 seconds. The next match has Jerry the King Lawler facing off against Bobo Brazil in his first of three matches for the night. He wanted The Undertaker, he wanted him tonight. He ends up having to fight three matches, so that's just him. And this is a match where they brawl around for a while, but Jerry Lawler picks up the win with the pile driver in a time of 6 minutes 42 seconds. Then we have Chris Candido facing off against Buzz Sawyer, the television champion. Another guy fighting three matches tonight. And then this was a great match between the two of them. Both of them showed off their skill not only as technicians, but as brawlers. But eventually, Chris Candido gets the win with a belly-to-belly -belly suplex, then a flying elbow drop off the top rope to get the pin on Buzz Sawyer in 6 minutes, 10 seconds. Then you have the Honky Tonk Man facing off against Billy Gunn. Now, there have been rumors throughout the week that PG-13 is going to be back to try to take out Billy Gunn as he was by himself. But... Again, PG-13 being a little bit of a punk tag team forgets that there are three members of the Guns for Hire here. Steve Carino, Billy Gunn, and Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Not only that, there's also Ken Wayne, who's also looking after them for the Nightmares. So, that's all well and good. PG-13 doesn't show up. The match doesn't even last all that long as Raven shows up to interfere in the match, attacking Honky Tonk Man to give him the disqualification win in a time of 2 minutes, 17 seconds. And of course that then irritated Billy Gunn, who then hit the Famouser on Raven after attacking him. 
when everything gets cleared up, you got your fifth match of this round. Iceman King Parsons facing off against Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. And this was a very quick match. And it was really over long before it ought to have been as Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels gets the pin in a time of 2 minutes and 3 seconds with his feet on the ropes. Iceman pleads his case, but referee David Manning says he didn't see it, he can't recall it. Daniels is already back in the dressing room. So, now last match, one of the matches that I know they had the match back in uh, Texas, back in the old USWA before World Class broke back off again, but... Stone Cold Steve Austin, well, he wouldn't have been Stone Cold Steve Austin back then, but against Gentleman Chris Adams. And this was a clean match, very great match, with Gentleman Chris Adams picking up the win in a time of 4 minutes 24 seconds with the super kick after blocking a stunner. So now we have round 3 done. We go into Buzz Sawyer coming in and defending the television title against newcomer Jason Kincaid. And, of course, this riled somebody up. And, well, I'm sure you know who it is. Dirty Dutch Mantel has a promo before the match saying that he can't understand why Jason Kincaid, this newbie upstart, gets a shot at the title that he should have and that Buzz stole from him. Well, we get into the match, and Dutch comes in, attacks Buzz Sawyer behind referee Tommy Young's back, allows Jason Kincaid to set up for the Grave of the Fireflies to pick up the win and the title in a time of 3 minutes, 46 seconds. Your new television champion, Jason the Gift Kincaid. So now we move into round 4 of the Deadly Dozen Tournament. First match has Jerry Lawler facing off against Steve Carino. And this was a great match. Both men showed off their skill and their love for old school wrestling. And it almost went the entire time limit. But at the nine minute mark, Lawler got the advantage, set up for a pile driver, which Carino countered with a backdrop. Lawler tried to further counter that with a sunset flip, but Carino sits down to pick up the pin in a nine, in time of nine minutes, 34 seconds. Steve Carino picking up the win. Then you have Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels facing off against Gentleman Chris Adams. And this was another great match, but Adams was a bit overclassed in this one as at the four-minute mark, Daniels just took over, hits three successive power bombs on Adams before hitting the best moonsault ever for the pin in a time of five minutes, nine seconds. Next match had Chris Candido facing off against the Honky Tonk Man. And this was slated to be a great match, but Raven makes an appearance again. And Raven and Candido try to double-team Honky Tonk Man. But it backfires as Candido blinds Raven with powder by accident. Raven, groping around the ring, even flows Candido by mistake. Sunshine tosses in the guitar, Honky Tonk Man nails Raven with the guitar to get him out of the picture, and then covers Candido for the win in a time of 6 minutes, 39 seconds. Next match had Bobo Brazil facing off against the former television champion, Buzz Sawyer. And Sawyer just 
ends up getting attacked by Buzz or by Dutch Mantel again. And this just goes, he ends up going 0-3 for the night as Bobo Brazil picks up the win in a time of 5 minutes, 18 seconds to get his first win of the night. Then Iceman King Parsons faces off against Billy Gunn. Stellar match. Both men pulling out everything they can legally. Legally, mind you. But eventually, Billy Gunn gets the upper hand and nails the Famouser to pick up the win in a time of 8 minutes, 17 seconds. So now we get to the last match, which was the one match on this card that I'm like, really? Really? But when you have the Deadly Dozen tournament, you have to fight everybody in the tournament. So here we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Nightmare Ken Wayne. You tell me who won. Yeah, basic squash match. Stone Cold Steve Austin picks up the win with the stunner in a time of 2 minutes, 12 seconds. So let's go back and take a look at the leaderboard once again, as now we have four rounds in the books. So with three wins and one loss, you have Steve Carino, Honky Tonk Man, Billy Gunn, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sitting right in the middle with a 2-2 two two record in the tournament, you have Bobo Brazil, Chris Candido, and Iceman King Parsons. Being at 1-3, you have Jerry Lawler, Buzz Sawyer, and Chris Adams. And then, of course, you have Nightmare Ken Wayne bringing up the bottom at 0-4. So that's where we have the leaders right now as we have four rounds into this great 11-round tournament for the to crown the first Illinois heavyweight champion. So now everything's set up. World heavyweight title match. Undertaker defending one more time against Bobo Brazil. One hour time limit. Bobo comes down to the ring, demands that Undertaker accept no disqualification rules. You're asking the Undertaker to throw out the rule book. Of course, Undertaker accepts. But Undertaker basically carries the entire match. Bobo is mostly ineffectual after the 30-minute mark. And eventually, Undertaker gets the win with the last ride into a tombstone in a time of 56 minutes, one second. Now, in the midst of all this, it seemed like half the roster made an appearance in this match to go with one side or the other or to attack somebody who's coming down to the ring. But the main ones you see are... David Von Erich and Kurt Henning attacking Bobo Brazil as being the one who has usurped the number one contender spot. And now that has to wait for the Lethal Lottery Tournament, which gets announced next week as to who all is involved. Still have to wait till the 18th of August to find out exactly who are in the random tag teams. But you have David and Kurt attacking Bobo throughout the match. You have the Smoking Guns attacking Undertaker, and everybody's all over the place. Uh, Austin makes an appearance and stunts both of them at one point, and referee Nick Patrick is just like, it's no DQ, what am I going to do? So, but your winner and still world heavyweight champion is The Undertaker. This, is, this was Bobo Brazil's last chance at the world heavyweight title unless he wins the Lethal Lottery Tournament in three weeks. 
And that is going to do it for this week for Pro Wrestling America. This is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology this week.